Hello, everyone. Look who it is. It is us. <laughs> Howdy. Now it's better. Sorry, we're mirrored, so I got to figure out which way to, to lean to actually get into frame. But either way, thank you guys so much for waiting patiently for this episode of Earth 894 for the first ever live episode. So, like always, hello and welcome across the multiverse to Earth 894, an Earth ruled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Here on Earth 894, we're going to discuss the MCU news, reviews, commentary, rumors, and especially tonight, Black Widow. We saw it last night. Yes, we did. 24 hours ago, we were just sitting in our seats. We're going to talk about it some more. We'll have a spoiler warning for those watching and listening later. And uh, we're going to have some giveaways. We're going to talk about some awesome stuff. A little bit of Loki here and there, too. But, um, you know, for the first time ever, directly next to me for a recording of an episode, I uh, can introduce the... <laughs> oh, man, how do I want to say this? For Black Widow, the Red Guardian. Yes. I like Red Guardian. To my Captain America. <laughs> oh. Louis Tonnerini. I'll be Red Guardian. <laughs> that guy was awesome. I think Louis fell in love with his uh, first ever, I don't know, Russian Captain America hero. I mean, yeah, but yeah, he was dope. He, he was, was so cool. dope. He was very, very dope. So <laughs> let's fair, kick into things. Fair warning. If you see me checking my phone, I am willing to communicate with anybody on the live chat on Facebook. Yeah, so basically what we want to do, uh, Louis is going to be monitoring the comments section and everything like that. So uh, we want everyone to feel involved in the show tonight. So whether you just want to say hello, want to shout out, or if you saw Black Widow, or if you saw the latest episode of Loki, feel free to just, uh, when we get to those sections, we're going to ask you guys to kind of share your thoughts. Maybe you have some questions, we'll answer them live on the air. And uh, yeah, basically we want you guys to feel interactive as possible with the uh, live stream tonight. So we'll have great opportunities for all that coming up but louie i gotta ask even though i already know what your answer is gonna be the lag is real the lag is real it's latency what Sorry. they call it but yeah whatever louie i gotta ask you man what's up what has been mcu for lou oh for lou for lou that's new it's oh, a new one we gotta stop rhyming oh mcu for you this week i watched um what did I watch? I watched Civil War to get ready mm. for Black Widow. You know what's funny? I actually did the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Civil War Black was Widow awesome. Was so or Civil War. I watched Black Widow last night. Though. I turned that on. We I was watching it while I was folding laundry. No. No, I think I just had Henry down this here. This was a different time when you... No. Was, I think it was last episode. Yeah, you know, like last I was folding episode, laundry no, I was watching that was That was X-Men Origins Wolverine. This time ah, I wasn't folding laundry, ah. but I did have Henry down here and I turned on Civil War because... That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I wanted to watch that. And uh, Natasha is very prominent in Civil War. And so I did that. I also try. See, I tried to watch... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse on mm -hmm. Netflix. It is no longer on Netflix. So It's off now? Yeah, not there. I wonder where it went. I don't Actually, know. There's an app for that. I went on Amazon Prime and I could rent it for like $5.99 or something like that and I have it. I just had to put it into the PlayStation, but 
Instead, I just watched something else <laughs> because... Dude, you should just buy it. I mean, I went to this replay a, like almost a year ago and I found um, they had a Blu-ray box set. It was uh, Homecoming, Far From Home, uh, Venom, and Into the Spider-Verse. It was a one box set. Guess how much I paid for it? $24.99. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think Louis just won himself a prize if we're given one because that's literally what I paid for it. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So literally just like once I no, bought it, it's I, perfect. I have I all it. of those movies you just said. I have them on Blu-ray. I just didn't put it into the. Oh, it's more so the convenience factor. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't get up and open the thing and do all that. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I did that. I, uh, I looked up so much Red Guardian since yesterday because yeah. I was in love, but that's neither here nor there, Mr. Devin. Yeah, man. what was what was MCU for you this week? <sighs> MCU for me, actually, aside from seeing Black Widow and doing a whole bunch of other stuff, man, I watched Civil War. But guess how far I got into it because uh, because I was watching it at night because you get tired. Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess, you got to where they were all sitting at the desk with Ross. And he was playing that video mm-hmm. and he, and everybody was so upset. And then Cap finally goes, all right, that's enough. And then you fell asleep. Wrong. Damn. Good spot. <laughs> I didn't make it past the, the intro credits oh. where you actually get the MCU, MCU role, you know, the Marvel role. Yeah. Get st- stoked for. So you but, turned uh, it on and then immediately fell, fell asleep. asleep. Yep. Because it was like 1230 at night and I've been working on everything for like praying for tonight, uh, doing some other stuff too for just, uh, our social feeds, everything like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside from that, um, just been getting some other stuff done on the side. We got some more artwork done by the awesome Emily Sweet. Uh, she's done our artwork for our uh, logo as well as our cover photo. And uh, that ninth little Earth 894 over there, like my lisp. That right. was part of it. Um, Shout out time? I No, I've gotten some messages asking about shawarma. And... Uh, yeah, here it is, guys. Shawarma, just like the Avengers. I also bought falafel and grape leaves and uh, baba ganoush and hummus and feta cheese. So I'm trying to do my best to not eat on the air. I also love that I'm sitting on this side because, like, look at this bald spot. <laughs> See, this is why we don't record Earth 894. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Let's uh but yeah, we actually have legit swarma. I have not had a bite of it yet. So uh if I sound loopy, it's because I am running on fumes. I've been picking. <laughs> Feta cheese, delicious. But yeah, so uh let's do some quick shout outs too. So everyone who's here with us, thank you so much for joining for the first ever live episode so far. But we have a couple shout outs. Uh so <laughs> we've, uh we've got eight viewers right now. Heck yeah, man. All uh right. eight hundred. Eight hundred for the podcast for listeners. Um <laughs> so let's get some shout outs. So Greg, I can never pronounce your last name, Greg. Malashevsky. He says, what's up? He said, uh, potential spoiler for Black Widow, so I'm not going to say it, but he was asking us about our music because the soundtrack, yo. Uh, we'll get into that later because I got something I want to say about that. Um, we also got another uh, awesome person here, Mr. Richard Porter, who was actually with us at the uh, Black Widow uh, screening last night. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us again, man. We want to know what you thought about it uh, later when we get to it in this segment. So... Who else we got? We also got uh, the awesome, fantastic Brett Sparks of Apollo Design. 
hit them up if you ever want to check out some awesome uh, decals and mother art, stuff like that, graphic design. Who else we got in the crowd here? I'm sorry to whoever keeps Snapchatting me. I am not looking right now. There is a a Canon Murdoch. <laughs> That's Canon Murdoch. Canon. I apologize. Murdoch. Canon would be a dope name, though. But Murdoch. Yeah. Murdoch. Yeah. Why do you keep saying that to me? That's an MCU reference. I'm sorry. Well, not MCU, but Marvel reference. I just that makes me think of Modoc. Not Modoc. <laughs> I don't think Louis getting what I'm referencing, but um Murdoch. Murdoch. Now I'm gonna have to now, now you have to run the podcast while I think of who Murdoch is. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you so much, Kanan. Uh <sighs> appreciate you spending some time tonight. I know you're a night owl. But also uh we have another podcast actually just hanging out and saying hi before that to head out. Uh we are Marvel Pod. Uh said, Hey guys, won't be able to stick around for long, but wanted to say hi. Check out their Marvel podcast. There's some awesome dudes, and we might have something uh, coming up in the pipeline with them soon. So uh, thanks for hanging out. Anyone else here? Uh, <laughs> Dude, who is Murdoch? <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. Uh, a couple more shout-outs. We got James Franklin in the chat right here. And um, Cannon Murdoch Cannon now. just yes. called you out. <laughs> I apologize. I want you to read what Kanan just said. Oh, Daredevil. Yes. Good show. You know, Louie, you are such a big Netflix Daredevil advocate that I thought you would pick up on that oh. instantly that I literally started self-doubting myself thinking I just made a DC reference on accident. No, he is. Yes. He is. Matt Murdock. Wow. Now I feel like an idiot. There I am. There I am. An idiot right here on my phone. You know, it happens sometimes, but for that, we must, uh, we must just say... Oh, you, you just, <laughs> did you just sad trombone me, dude? That is terrible. I, I had to. I got a soundboard just for tonight, and I am so excited to abuse it. Um, so also, I apologize ahead of time. Since we're just making fun of Louie, I'll, I'll cut in. Andy Hernandez, hi. Hi, what's up, Andy? Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. You know what's funny? <laughs> Uh, two of the people in this chat, I've officiated their wedding and a third person, I will be officiating their wedding. So look at you. Yeah. You're, you're a real lovebird. You know, maybe they should come up with an app like, uh, kind of like Tinder, but, or Bumble, but it's just for finding officiates in your, your area. If you need like a last minute, like, yo, my priest can't make it. Get someone on, I don't know, officiate.org or something. So no. you have so you have that cool soundboard. How about you hit the news button on there and we can start talking about some <laughs> some Marvel news. You know what? I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say a trombone myself for that one. I'm not gonna lie. There we go. But Louis is right. Let's get to some news. But Louis, do you uh, have anything else you want to say before I find that sweet sweet sound effect? Any uh, shout outs? Um, you know. You know damn well I'm gonna think of something later on. That's true. So that is true. Don't don't you worry. We're gonna be halfway in. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. By the way, all right. That happens every time. Well, Hi Dan. Thank you for watching. Let's dive into it. News or footage? Keyword: Marvel news. Whoop. Some news. We got a Marvel What If trailer. Just dropped. What yeah. y- yesterday? Uh yeah, it dropped yesterday. Thursday for those of you listening yeah. in the future. Um I don't watch trailers. I watched this trailer because I don't, I don't think know. it's really one you have to worry about being spoiled about, right? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what they're doing with the show, but I feel like it's gonna be a 
episode episode by episode, an episodic yeah. thing. It's not going to be a whole story told over time. It's going to be each episode's, excuse me, different. Mm-hmm. So I did watch this trailer. Just different stuff. It looked pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And we got a, a release date, August 11th, which happens to be Louie's birthday. Da-da-ding. There it is. I mean, seriously, I was, when I saw that, I was, I've been waiting for well, uh, uh, the release date of What If to be announced for so long. And I saw there was like some speculation I was going to be August, but literally I wasn't stoked to see this or that or Agent uh, or Captain Carter or if you saw in the background, Doctor Strange Spider-Man. What the heck? Um, but I was more stoked when I saw August 11th and I literally like almost pooped my pants because I was so excited for Louie just saying, look at the date. So it's, I'm kind of jelly. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's the only cool thing about having your birthday be on a Wednesday. Yeah. I could be a soundboard too, Devin. <laughs> I'm just going to record Louie doing that and I'll make that part of the soundboard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what if is coming out? So um, we have seen some little glimpses in the trailer uh, pertaining to like what if Killmonger saved uh, Tony Stark at the beginning of Iron Man when uh, they get attacked in the convoy? To also saying what if uh, Agent Carter becomes uh, Captain Carter because she gets a super soldier serum. Like a Captain Britain type deal? Yeah, and then another big one too was um, uh, Black Panther getting abducted instead of Peter Quill and becoming Star-Lord. So I did. Um, I, I thought I read somewhere that that is Chadwick Boseman's voice. That was his final voice acting Yeah, so I guess it's going to be his thing. last performance in Marvel. Which is so incredibly sad. Yeah. And they actually just started uh, filming this week for uh, Black Panther 2. I I have no idea what Black Panther 2 is going to be. Yeah, do you guys have any speculation on what you think they might do for Black Panther 2? Um, I don't think they're recasting Chadwick uh, because that's, honestly, that's that's hard. That's just even like as an actor, that's a lot of pressure, and I feel like you're almost like doomed from the start. And it sounds like everyone wanted to make it like a, like this was his role. He defined it. Just pass it on and you know do some sort of piece. But curious to see what you guys think. But uh, going back to what if, um, there's a lot of cool scenarios. I believe there's nine or ten episodes, and I hope they do more seasons. But um, if you had to guess, James Franklin asks maybe something with his sister, Shuri. Yeah, I think Shuri, because in the comics, uh, Shuri eventually takes up the mantle of Black Panther. I mean, she's almost certainly in it, but... Yeah, so I would think it'd be kind of cool if we and had Shuri. Greg also said Shuri. Yeah. I mean, she's super smart. I mean, they also have a... Um, what is it? Uh, there's Ironheart, but there's a... Uh, why am I blanking on the title? They announced it's another uh, Disney Plus series. It's, Iron um, Wars? Yeah, Iron Wars. And so I feel like Shuri could have a pretty big role in that, given how smart she is and everything with tech and all that. But, I mean, sadly enough that you had to do an incredible pivot just to actually, like, adjust for that sudden uh, halt with his passing. And Greg says Pink Panther. I don't know why he said Pink Panther, but he did. Because, like... Time for the Power Rangers-Black Panther crossover. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So good stuff, good stuff. Is there Fun. anything else you want to kind of talk about with what if? Um, what if? No, I mean, pretty straightforward. Right? It looks like it's going to be a, a fun little show. N- nothing canon, I wouldn't mm. say. Shout out to uh, my new friend Canon. Well, the <laughs> Canon Murdoch. <laughs> canon Murdoch. I'm so sorry because even like my mom will even be like, 
Uh, are you going to see uh, Kid Cannon? Kid Kyle? Kyle? Kyle. <laughs> so, I'm like, it's Kanan, Mom. Sorry, Kanan. I can sympathize for always getting miscalled a different name. Oh, he said that uh, she should be Pink Panther because she's a girl. LOL. But here at uh, Earth894, we are not sexist, and uh, pink can be for anybody. So there, there's that. And Richard Porter, uh, he put out a good point. Justin Hammer better be back for Iron Wars, which I hope so because <laughs> <laughs> it's so good in oh, Iron Man too. Shout out to uh, Kanan Murdoch. Recast <laughs> Terrence Howard as Black Panther so he can finally get the money he wanted. <laughs> I'm Black Panther, man. <laughs> oh, God. It's uh, only if he gets the, the same Iron Man uh, salary that he was uh, agreed to for getting... You know, it's actually kind of funny. I just heard the other day that, um, you know how he found out that he got recast for Iron Man 2? How? He was reading a paper. They didn't tell him. He literally found out on the news that they recast and went Don Cheadle. That, like, that is such, that's such an old thing. Yeah. He, like, didn't read it on Twitter or anything. Well, he, that was 2009. He read it in a newspaper. Because they're probably still filming in 2009. Then what a grandpa. 10? <laughs> I mean, you know, Terrence. Um... He makes plenty of money, so who cares? I forgot to say an MCU for you because you remember I told you I was going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the Simpsons short, The Good, The Bat, The Good, The Bart, and The Loki. Oh, God. And I thought it was uh, pretty dumb, personally. Yeah. I watched it too, and I was expecting a full episode, but then I saw it was six minutes. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be, you know, three and a half minutes and then three and a half minutes of <laughs> the Disney credits of every single language and everything but yeah i feel like they didn't they didn't work very hard on it the animation wasn't great i don't know it was the poster looked cool uh it looked better than the actual episode that's what i liked it, like at the end they just had a bunch of like uh and stills almost oh yeah yeah of simpsons now. characters yeah. as marvel characters i liked that better than anything else like mm. it had uh millhouse's parents as uh wanda and vision and so on and so on mm-hmm. but that's true that's true. Yeah. So I watched that. That was okay. Yeah. I'd oh. say it's okay. I mean, if you have six minutes, why not? But if you don't have six minutes or you value your six minutes very much, it's really okay if you don't watch it. It flies by so fast. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. Check it out. You know, if you're Disney Plus, what you Thank you for do. joining us. We are Marvel Pod. We will see you guys on the flippity flop. I'm sorry I said that. So, uh while we're here, before we get into Black Widow. So, uh once again, for those who are just joining us, um we are going to be talking about Black Widow, but we'll do kind of half and half. We're uh we'll start off just kind of broad. We're not going to do any spoilers or sort uh the sort. So, uh if you've seen the movie, uh please respect during that time. Don't share any spoilers until we call for it during the episode, but we'll have a uh, actual spoiler tag in the top corner of the the video feed here so then uh if you just hop on or hop off hop back on you see spoilers you at least you're aware spoiler um, alert you know what han shot first you pay like 30 bucks you can watch this right now at home so but i totally am not going to ruin this for anyone um but yeah 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 can and should watch it at home because it was awesome yeah i'm probably still gonna get it i think before we dive into Black Widow. We just had a freaking dope 
episode of Loki. Episode five. Episode five was awesome. Usually we spend the bulk of our time just breaking down the entire episode. And um, I feel like we could talk about it for at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was it was a it was an awesome episode. They fought Elioth. First of all, Elioth, cool name. Sounds like Elias, but with a lisp. Elioth. Yeah, Elioth, uh, I know a lot of people were pretty <laughs> stoked about that. If you're a hardcore comics fan, there's uh, some pretty deep knowledge of that I'm not aware of, but um, I'm actually going to look it up real quick while we're talking. But Richard told me that Elioth is the guardian of Kang the Conqueror's uh, home. So, you know, uh, No, yeah, I, I okay. That that checks out because I have a theory. So, Ooh, theories. How do you want to break into it? Should we just hit it from the, the beginning and kind of... Uh, be Run honest, I don't. I, I'm. I've been so into Black Widow. I don't remember the chronological. Well, just best we can. Like how it happened in Loki, but yeah. I remember some of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. So if you want to like dive on in, I'll be like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was sick. Okay, so uh, where we last left off with our titular hero, um, we thought he was dead. We thought they pruned him. They actually did it. Him and Mobius uh, during that you know, fight. But then we are found to see there's more Loki. Loki's? Loki? Loki's. But uh, <laughs> we Loki ends up meeting uh, a few guys, one of them being an alligator, where you actually end up seeing a little uh, throg, frog version of Thor. You see him yeah. in a little jar when they're going underground and he's trying to jump towards Mjolnir. I saw it in the Watch Mojo video I watched. But I did not see it in the episode because I wasn't paying too much attention. I had to go back and forth a few times just to see that. But yeah, Throg. That's funny. He's now uh Canon. Canon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Canon. <laughs> I think we're just gonna call everything Canon from now on. No. He's Canaan the Conqueror. Canaan no. the Conqueror. That's a pretty good one. Um, um sorry. Jinx. So <laughs> bear with this is our first time recording live, you know jackass um so what else happened so eventually uh they're loki and like kid loki uh old loki as well as i believe they called him not proud loki but there was some word they used to describe him the like the black version of loki who had the gold mjolnir i would have said african-american loki but okay but he's asgardian he's not african-american asgardian american loki (laughs) He did have Mjolnir, which was surprising. Yeah, it was like kind of cool, though, too. It had like some ridges and yeah, like it had some cutouts and maybe stuff. Maybe it wasn't Mjolnir, but just a dope hammer. By the way, does it sure. look like I'm talking into Thanos' head right now, you guys? Does it? Speaking of Thanos. I am inevitable. Did you see uh, the Thanos helicopter? Yeah, uh, Greg just asked Thanos about the Thanos copter. So a lot of people, uh, once again, if you're a huge comics fan, one of the most like bizarre things they had was uh, Thanos literally is, there's a comic strip where he's literally just using a helicopter and it looks ridiculous as all hell. But uh, I guess a little story goes back that James Gunn was advocating since like 2014 or 2015 to actually get Thanos copter somehow in the MCU. And uh, they finally, um, boastful Loki. Thank you, Richard. Um, so I love having a chat. It's so nice. It saves me time having to Google stuff. But uh, yeah, He's been trying to get Thanos copter in the MCU for a long time, and so when he saw that, he was literally just tweeting about it. Because um, you know now it's it's canon; it's in the MCU. Yeah, everyone assumed that his double sided sword that he was using in uh, 
Endgame was the, the oh the Thanos copter reference. Yeah, it was yeah. the Thanos copter blade. I-, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. There was a helicopter in uh, Black Widow. Spoiler alert. Helicopter. Yeah. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. There's a helicopter in almost should've, every MCU film. Should have said it before I uh, before I said Spilled it. Spilled the beans, right? Well, they do their whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're doing, but my favorite part of the episode happens sooner than later. They're all down in their little uh, dungeon and they're drinking, except for Kid Loki, who has a, a high C juice box from the nineties. I saw that too, and I thought that was hilarious with the uh, with the Ghostbusters slime globber guy on it. Um, so did that get pruned? Oh wait, no. The way they explained it when. Uh, they're saying, like, what happens when they reset a timeline? Basically, they transfer that timeline towards um, basically, like, the the void. Excuse me. So that's why you, you basically see, like, a, a big, like, aircraft carrier from, like, World War II show up and just random debris and buildings and all like that. So I wonder if literally just, like, it's almost like a supply drop, right, from a different uh, timeline. So maybe just, I don't know, you found some juice boxes from the 90s. That's how they get their food. Because I was wondering, how do they survive there? Because everything that lives almost gets, like, eaten up by Elioth. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think? I Let us like, know. I feel like you're diving more into this than, than anybody would have. Yeah, guys. The real, the real... I need the answer of how he got the juice box. That's what I care about. Where do they toilet at? Did they have to prune toilets for them? You know? Pruning is so accurate for that, too. You just stick it. Okay, anyways, um, another funny thing was we get that nice showdown with all the other, like, Wasteland Lokis. That is my favorite part of the episode. We finally get the Mayor Loki, which I did not think that was how he was going to show up. But once I see the image, because they've had that image of, like, him standing and there's, like, two Wastelander Loki people standing behind him. I, like, now I feel like an idiot thinking, oh, yeah, he's doing, like, uh, I'm going to take over the TVA and they're doing the whole spin on the... The one comic satire they did with Loki running for mayor, president, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool moments with that, especially with, like, old Loki, because you find out how uh, everyone gets, uh, what is it, like, how they all got uh, uh, turned into, like, a variant and yeah. got abducted from timeline. Because, um, like, Richard Grant, his, his, his story was pretty touching, how he basically did all he wanted eventually was alone then he just wanted to go see his brother and then they're like no 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 uh 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 yeah well my favorite part of the episode was was where they all just started turning on each other like loki's do mm-hmm. he's like i'm betraying you well i'm betraying you and, and meanwhile oh yeah both for loki too our loki was just like oh no oh, my <laughs> it's God. like i am abysmal yeah and he like escaped with kid loki Future Loki, and I wish he was a crocodile because I wanted to call him Crokey so bad. Crokey. But he was an alligator, so alligator Loki. No, that would have been a, if it was a Crokey. I guess that would have been frog Loki, but. Oh, that's true, though. Because, you know, Crocs, you could have made such a killing in a uh, Crocs Loki crossover or like you know i would collab i know you would have bought them because i know you're an advocate absolutely crocs Crocs are dope don't don't knock them till you've uh crocked them dude (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) uh real quick so richard uh he shared uh the episode had so many easter eggs 
living tribunal's head as a statue in the background, the Philadelphia experiment uh, reference, the background arcade cabinet in the Loki den was a 90s urban legend. Ooh. Yeah, it was called uh, Kablooey or no, that was the, that was like that was the gum. gum. It was a game that like people got sucked into and it, it uh, melted their minds and stuff. It's been in like The Simpsons and all over the place. Oh. It's like Poltergeist meets Arcade Cabinet from the 80s. And then the Philadelphia Experiment was where they like wanted to make a giant ship disappear, the government, and then mm. instead they like teleport. Uh, Pol- Pol- Polybius. Thank you, Dan. Polybius was the name of the game. Uh, but they they were trying to make this ship invisible and instead they they transported it to Virginia and I guess like that was the big reference was instead of transporting it to Virginia they transported it to the void the void interesting it's kind of neat um what else was it uh there was also that head which I don't know if that's the same head we're talking about but there was a head on there and I thought that was uh yellow jacket's head because that's why it was so large. Oh yeah, that was a. Uh, I saw that as well. Yeah. How did he call it? Living tribunal's head. That may have been something else. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of references because yeah, just a smorgasbord of random stuff transported to the void. They were saying because Yellow Jacket was able to shrink in another timeline, he was also able to grow like Ant Man. So mm. that's his big giant helmet. How did Yellow Jacket get defeated again? I've only seen Ant Man twice. Ant Man shrinks between the molecules and he goes into his suit and he starts like destroying everything. And then he like, and then dies. Ant-Man is so underrated, man. You have to watch it. I, I mean, I, it's I, I've so watched good. it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I need to rewatch it. Um, can, can you help this idiot? <laughs> <laughs> like, that movie's so good. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Ant-Man is really becoming like such a f- important part. I mean, we learn more about how he shrinks and grows and everything that was used in civil war. And then we're introduced to the quantum realm uh, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was, you know, literally the saving grace of time travel for Endgame. And now we get uh, the third movie is going to be Quantumania, where we already know King the Conqueror has been confirmed for that. And uh, with the show going on, and you kind of get all these theories you've seen around that uh, the TVA is actually just in the quantum realm because there's a little uh, hint at that, I think, in... Is it Endgame or is it Ant-Man and the Wasp when they're shrinking down? You can actually see almost like a, a city, but either way, it's there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's getting pretty big because Kane the Conqueror is a pretty big deal. He's not just like, uh, you know, um, you know, our favorite uh, fellow who has a uh, specific friend that he loves so much and never got back. Uh, so he was always saying to <laughs> Justin Hammer, Hey. Yes. I want my board. <laughs> what? I did not know you had a soundbite for I want my board. I have it so much. <laughs> I have too much. Um, hey, yeah, mine. Yeah. This is not my board. I want my board. So, uh, so maybe we want to wrap up the Loki discussion. I was going to say, without getting too much into it, Loki and Sylvia are in love. Uh, they're getting ready to enchant Eliath when Loki decides to distract him with his cool sword that he got from Kid Loki. The gold dagger. And he's doing his whole, come get me. And then 
And then he's like, eh. And he goes after Sylvie instead. And then Loki's like trying to sacrifice himself. And then old man Loki, who I'm just going to call him old man Loki. I think that's what it was. Just old, old Loki. man Loki like resurrects a whole city of Asgard. magic. And it, yeah, it was Asgard. It was dope. It was freaking dope. And he pulls this whole city up. And then, uh, and then Loki and Sylvie join hands. They enchant him together. They chant Eliath together. Mm-hmm. Old man Loki gets eaten right before that happens. Sadness. And then uh, you see the cloud open up. There's a city. Cut to black. Other stuff happens, of course, but the main points, there's this big like building. like It's going down in episode six. Oh, yeah. So um, I have my little thoughts for that. But I just wanted to say something that's kind of funny. So with um, when Sylvie and Loki are sharing that moment where they uh, Loki is basically they're like awkwardly looking at each other and pulls the classic high school like trope of, uh, oh, it's really cold out here. You know, you're perfect like, uh, you know, give some warmth. But he like makes a blanket appear, right? And she makes a joke like, is this a tablecloth or whatever? And he's like, no, it's a it's a blanket lady. Um <laughs> How's the matter with you? It's a, it's a blanket, me. But what's funny is, like, he's a frost giant. Frost. Are they really worried about being cold? I'm assuming Sylvie is, too. They're in love, Devin. I, I know. That's why it's just so funny. It's just, like, it's literally just trying to be like, oh, yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's have at least some sort of, like, moment. So I just, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, but I don't know. They're in a void, so it could be, like, negative 50 degrees there and have no idea i didn't go did you go it's like a winter in chicago that's just a tuesday but uh what i wanted to say about the end of loki so where it leaves us off where you see you know Elioth kind of uh spreads apart and you kind of see this structure right it looks like a castle a prison maybe and with the comics saying that Elioth was like the guard dog to king the conqueror yes i wonder if uh, because it almost feels like King the Conqueror is the one that's going to be in there, and he's the one pulling the strings for the TVA and everything. But what if he's, if that really truly is his prison, they're going to try and go in there not knowing what's going on, and then they're going to break him out, and that's what's going to lead to the whole like multiverse of madness, aside from the stuff that happened on WandaVision, but also with Spider-Man. We all know that's been like speculated that it's, um, what's the word, uh, going to be like Spider-Verse live action, and then that would make sense why get quantum mania because then ant-man and the wasp are the ones who you know pertain everything to the quantum realm and they're probably gonna be the ones who have to dive in and maybe there's gonna be tva in the movies i don't know but it seems like this is gonna be the setting point that's gonna make shit just hit the fan what do you think i don't know about the tva being in the movies mobius said he's gonna burn it to the ground yeah i thought that was kind of funny call back to the first episode I was hoping you'd say, like, I'm going to start with my desk. So we're going to see, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Loki episode six is going to be lit. I can't wait. All righty. So before we dive into the first section of Black Widow, uh, I think we should show uh, we got some giveaways, right? Do you want to show what we got? We do have giveaways. I don't know exactly how we're giving them away, but Louie went shopping today. (laughs) Louis, what did you get? Oh, I'm so big. We raided the shield compound. We went into the uh, 084 section, and um, Louis 
or the skin of his teeth or whatever you want to say. Uh, he got out and he got some things. So we're going to show you in just a second here. I hope you guys like stuff. Because if you've played the video games, we have a Miles Morales Funko Pop from the video game wearing his programmable suit. GameStop exclusive. Glows in the dark. Looks pretty dope. Mm-hmm. That's one. We also have from Disney Plus original series, <laughs> The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we have Captain America. Oh, yeah. Look at how incredibly hard it is to see him there. Look at Devin. There's me. <laughs> see your reflection. There's Devin. Sorry, guys. I was having too much fun with that. Uh, it is Anthony Mackie. Oh, what do you have him saying? Oh, just, just just keep talking. Anthony Mackie as Captain America. Also, in the upcoming movie that we're all so excited for. Oh, there it is. Anthony Mackie look like an aardvark. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Mackie look like an aardvark. Um, in the upcoming movie, Shang-Chi, we have Shang-Chi in the Funko Pop version doing his whole martial art thing and also from black widow everybody's new favorite character we'll talk about why maybe yelena belova belova she was a badass and uh we have her funko pop as well played by the uh rising star florence Pugh. she did a really good job in this movie so she i'm excited to talk about it is beautiful <laughs> Do not sad trumpet me. Are you going to? No. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> a little beautiful. bit nicer. Um, yeah. So later on, <laughs> later on in the oh episode, we will be giving those away to four lucky listeners. And also, uh, we have some Earth 894 three by three stickers. They're really cool. So we'll uh, throw some in as well. And if you want stickers, just uh, let me know. Yeah, we got them. We got the plug. So, <clears throat> first and foremost, <laughs> thanks, Brett. I do I do have good jokes. First and foremost, Mr. Devin. Yes. Um, did you did you like Black Widow? You know, like is a. I don't want to say it's a strong word, but I mean, no, I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. I freaking loved it. I know you were excited. You were like the only one cheering in the theater Dude, too. Nobody was cheering. Oh my god! Yeah. So the last MCU film I saw, which you probably saw too in the theater, was Far From Home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did people cheer when you saw it? Far From Home, or like any not like that I can remember. Interaction, but Endgame for certain. Oh yeah, well, that was Endgame. Far From Home. I don't remember exactly. I think everybody laughed when, when they. Or maybe they cheered when they showed a homeboy that wasn't able to uh, build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Yes. So, but I don't remember a lot of cheering or anything. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe there was clapping when he was, when he made the cool suit. You know. Oh yeah, when he's doing the Tony Stark kind of yeah impression. But you know what I'm saying. But like this movie was getting going, and you know nobody's been to the movies in a year except for if you went and saw fast Mm -hmm. nine, which some people did, Richard did, but family, I was, I was so pumped. 
And so anytime there was silence, I would go, yes. And then everybody would go. <laughs> and like, is nobody else excited for this? You know, I really wanted to, but I was next to some random gentleman who I did not want to be like that guy at a movie. Um, Cause I go to movies a lot and I will be now that they're back open. But anyways, uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping at least there'd be like some clapping a little bit before uh, once it finally like has the MCU intro Squat. roll. Squat. Yeah, it was quiet. Squat. But I think there was like some decent laughs in here and there. And Yeah, there was laughter. Yeah. when Maybe just everyone's so awkward to come back to the theater. I guess. Just yet. Just wait. Once Spider-Man comes out in December, I am going to go bananas. Absolutely insane. AMC to the moon. AMC to the moon. You know, I'm kind of sh- pissed when and AMC stock. Sorry, guys, but when AMC stock shot up to like sixty bucks, language one day, um, I was doing the math because I only had not as many shares as I wish I did. Because if I uh, bought, like I've been telling myself when I was low for the last three and a half freaking months, I would have had a lot of money. I'll just put it at that. I would have had a lot of money, and I still would have had a lot of money with the stock being like 44 right now. But um, Instead, you have aggressively medium money. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but uh, going back to like the crowd interaction, it wasn't as, you know, hyped as I was hoping. Because even like, it was a sold-out theater. So we saw this in uh, AMC Dolby, which is basically an IMAX, but it's much better. And the seats actually recline partially. But like when I looked at the tickets... Everyone had bought a seat basically, except for a few in the front row. So I thought like the whole like lobby and everything in the theater was going to be pretty jam packed by concessions, whatnot. No, it was like dead for like the whole time. I was expecting weird. I was expecting like a community, like high fives and are you so stoked? Like I, I, I had one conversation with a gentleman and I was like, are you stoked right now, man? He's like, yeah, dude, that last episode of Loki was sick. And this is going to be awesome. And I was like, yes. And then I turned around and then I turned back and he was gone. You know, he went full Batman on me. Well, illusion magic on you. But like nobody wanted to talk. Everybody was to themselves. You know, I was like, oh, this isn't a, a community. This isn't a family. This is just people yeah. going to the movies. Yeah. Even like the guy I sat next to, because, um, when I sat down next to him, uh, I tried to make small talk and I was going to give him a sticker and I was like, hey man, are you excited for the movie? And he was like, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> so uh, that's partially why I didn't want to like yell or anything and get excited in the movie because I was like, this guy's going to freaking hate me. And he's going to be like, yeah, I don't want to listen to your shitty podcast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't give out any stickers. I feel like nobody wanted to even look at anybody else they were just which is fair scared. i mean we did just come out of a pandemic well I still guess. in but i mean you know um i was even surprised that theaters were at 100 capacity because when i bought them they were actually like still blocking out seats so um yeah it was interesting but aside from that uh overall how did it just feel just being back in the theater it was lit man yeah like i'm not known for buying stuff at the theater but Richard bought so much stuff. He bought a slushy and some pretzel bites. And then he saw the cool ass bucket. Yeah, the collector uh, metal tin uh, yeah. popcorn bucket for Widow. So he bought the bucket and then he filled it with popcorn. And then he's like, <laughs> I don't really like popcorn. And I saw the bucket. And then I watched him dump 
a lot of popcorn into the garbage, which broke my whole soul. <laughs> and then he poured about three gallons of butter on top. Oh, my and God. And then he salted the shit out of it. And then he ate about four pieces of popcorn. And then I ate three quarters of that bucket of popcorn. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Um, sorry, Richard. But uh, uh, it's okay. I mean, I low key, I was kind of yeah, low key. Uh, I think uh, I might actually try and swoop in if we see a movie again soon. I might actually get one of those buckets because I am a sucker for merchandise. First off, I love popcorn. <laughs> you had like four bites of popcorn and you threw a bunch in the garbage. So, well, you know what? Let's talk about that. Maybe he was like me, where with so with Dolby seating, they have underneath every seat, there's like a what's called like buck kickers, subwoofers, whatever. So you feel every explosion, every sub drop, you feel all the bass. So um, I'm not gonna lie, there was like three or four times where I legitimately jumped almost as if I was in a <laughs> like a conjuring movie or a scary movie. And so if I had popcorn on my lap, it would have gone on the dude next to me and he like would have hated me even more. But um, yeah. Who cares about that guy? I think Richard is now trying to defend himself for those interested. He is. <laughs> I love you, Richard. He said he just dumped out the popcorn that would have fallen anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you for actually cleaning it and uh, disposing it. Because I worked at an AMC um, relatively close to that area, too, one summer. And it was actually, at the time, one of the number one uh, for, like, high traffic and most profitable AMCs in the whole state of Illinois. And I understood why. Because when Jurassic World and the Minions movie came out in the same time uh, that summer, and so did Ant-Man, which is funny. But... There were so many times where I literally had to tell disappointed mothers who wanted to rip my like head off my chest uh, that, sorry, you can't see Minions because you didn't plan ahead and buy the 10 plus tickets for your children and your friends of, uh, or like your children's friends. And you had to watch these little sad like six-year-olds leaving the movie with their Minions gear and everything, super excited, find out it's all sold out because, you know, uh, people buy stuff online, duh. But uh, yeah, it was pretty stressful. But cleaning up after some big movies like that, especially, I, I promise we'll get back to Black Widow. But when Magic Mike XXL or whatever the sequel was out at that same, it was a weird summer. That movie I will never forget because at AMC uh, they had like the bar and we were actually delivering drinks and food to the theater, so it was in service. I will I will never forget when I heard over the uh, intercom that I had saying that uh, uh, the woman in seat F4 of Theater 10 for Magic Mike, uh, she is now cut off from the bar. <laughs> they literally had to cut off a woman. So it's like, you're in a movie for like, what, two and a half hours maximum? How drunk can someone get that you have to get cut off from the bar at a movie theater during a movie? It was pretty sad, but I will never forget that. So, hope she's uh going uh pretty strong. <laughs> he said, "Did you have to mop after each viewing?" I did not because we had carpet, so it was a sweeping. Which sweeping <laughs> up popcorn is a pain in the ass. Let me tell you. I don't think you understood the question. It was Magic Mike. Did you have to mop? I uh, <laughs> uh, no, but actually uh, another funny story. I'm so sorry, guys. This is what happens when we have a live show, but um. <laughs> It was the last screen of the night of Magic Mike, right? Some girl lost her ring, and it was an engagement ring in one of the seats. And these are the reclining seats. We had, for the next 45 minutes, tried to dig out 
this ring because of the seats being attached to the like floor and everything. I was so pissed to find out that the ring was in her purse all along. It is 1.30 in the morning. I am tired as hell, and I was so pissed. So pissed. Yeah, so um, that's my AMC, AMC story. Hashtag uh, AMC cares. All right, guys. I'm going to make an executive decision before we really dive into it. Our first giveaway... You get to pick your choice of Funko Pop to the first person that can comment in the live chat the complete order of the first phase of the MCU. All right. I like that. I will check out the answers, and then uh, I'll hit you up for which Funko Pop you would like, and I'll get it to you ASAP. So there you go. Sorry for our listeners listening to the podcast version of this uh, broadcast, but yeah. The first phase, the correct order of the first phase. And he's talking about release order, not like time order. Yeah, yeah release order. So good stuff, good stuff. So uh, in a moment, guys, we'll get into the actual discussion on Black Widow with spoilers and all, and all but uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the movie too. So Black Widow unfortunately got delayed, right? Because of... 2020 and we all know I don't have to rehash it but I mean to you did it feel kind of strange at all that given what happens to Natasha in Endgame that we're watching a movie that's taking place between Civil War and uh, Infinity War it was odd did it feel weird Iron Man Hulk Iron Man 2 Thor Captain America the Avengers that is correct so Richard you win the first Funko Pop. I will hit you up momentarily. There you go. Congratulations. Oh, goodness. Was it weird? Yeah, did it feel strange at all? Um, or how they, would you describe it? They knew what they were doing. But, yeah, it was, it was odd. Because mm-hmm. you knew she was, she was dead. I mean... Spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen Endgame, if you're one of the 10 people that haven't seen Endgame. So you knew Natasha was dead, mm-hmm. but we're going back into the timeline, the Marvel timeline, to tell a different story about a character that we're not going to get any more of. So it was almost like a swan. Like, they should have done this before, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And also, my biggest issue with going back into the timeline is now every time you see a new character, you're like, where was he when everybody was fighting Thanos? In Endgame, you know? Mm-hmm. They bring out the whole army. It's like, well, where was the Red Guardian? Where was... Uh, where was this? Where Mal- was that? Melina? Melania? Melina? Melina. Melina? Where was she? Where was... Where was... Uh, Florence Beautiful? You know? I mean, that's kind of what you get with almost everything, right? It's always like, well, if this character was here this whole time, where are they at? Where are they at? Where are they at? That seems to be, unfortunately, like a common uh, question with not even like MCU, but even other properties like Star Wars and maybe Star Trek. I don't talk about that, though. Um, yeah, it did feel kind of weird. Um, so some research I've uh, come across. So if you recall in Age of Ultron, it almost felt like uh, when that moment when 
uh, Wanda messes with everyone's minds and they see different like visions and all like that, right? You see Steve seeing the like the World War II banquet, uh, dance hall. You see Natasha seeing the Red Room and things like that, um, and so on and so forth. Um, originally, they were trying to set up what these next solo films were going to be after Avengers 2. However, I forget the gentleman's name. Uh, not so gentleman, actually, in the context I'm about to speak about him, but um, he was basically able to make more decisions regarding the MCU uh, than Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige didn't have like full control of like producing and the story and all like that. So this guy pretty much was awful. He wasn't really doing a good job. And also he was kind of gatekeeping a lot of it because essentially they were setting up to have a Black Widow film right after Age of Ultron. That was going to be one of the solo films. However, uh, this ass clown thought, you know, women don't deserve like single movies. It's not going to make money. It's going to be stupid, blah, blah, blah. And essentially, that's why we never got a Black Widow film after Age of Ultron. Um, so unfortunately, it came much longer after the character's death. So it's pretty much like stuck in between these two films. Um, but I mean, we at least finally got it. But I think even there was an interview recently where even Kevin Feige apologized to Scarlett Johansson saying you should have had like almost two or three films instead. So um, I'm just thankful we finally got a Black Widow movie. But at the same time, I feel like the story probably would have deviated and been significantly different um, if this movie actually came out with the original plan of taking place before Civil War and all like that. So um, just my thought and what I uh, thought was kind of interesting to learn about. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> pretty legit yeah is there anything else you think about uh before we kind of move into spoiler thoughts I mean, what do you guys think no i mean all in all there's a lot we want to talk about that's I for was, sure i was set for this movie yeah do you want to dive in all right guys we're at the point we're about to talk about spoilers so you have been warned we're gonna throw up for you watching at home we're gonna throw up the spoiler warning right now so you're aware of it on this top part of the screen. But for those uh, listening, I'm assuming you've probably, by the time this episode has come out and produced and all like that, you've probably seen the movie, so you're probably safe. If not, we'll see you later. We'll put in the show notes. So let's talk some Black Widow spoilers. Black Widow dies. Well, that happened in Endgame. That was a test. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this movie opens in a strange way. Um, that we kind of get to see some childhood background, kind of like setting the stage, right, of uh, how this whole, like, family, Dom Toretto, uh, makes an appearance. No, he does not. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's all about family. But we get to see uh, Natasha and everyone else kind of get an introduction and see what's going on. So I want to think it was kind of funny that even at, like, I don't know, maybe... How old do you think Natasha was in the beginning of the movie? Do you think maybe she was, like, 11-year-old? Um, younger? Older? They said... Yelena? Y- Yelena? <laughs> Elena. Let's look at the pop reference. Yelena. Elena. Yelena. I, I thought it was just Elena, but it's Yelena. Y- I've seen a Russian I believe accent. They, I believe they said that she was six. So if I had to guess, Natasha was probably... 12 or so. Okay. So 
My point I was going to say was uh, she's got this really bad like blue hair dye that's kind of washed out a bit. So I think it's just going to show that she's always been a fan of dyeing her hair. So I just thought that was kind of funny. But Yeah, they did this creepy upside down thing that comes back later in the in the sode. Mm-hmm. I guess in the it sewed. wasn't a sode, it was a movie. Movie sode? Yeah, so we get to see a little bit more about the family structure. Of course, they had to leave, but uh, eventually it kind of leads to this like, moment where there's a shield appearance, which I thought was really cool. Part of me was hoping to all hell we were going to get uh, Agent Coulson showing up and making like a little cameo real quick, but we did not. You love Agent Coulson, man. Dude, I love Coulson. If you guys have not seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at least watch the first two seasons. It is so damn good. And then it kind of gets kind of wild, but it's still good. The first four or five seasons. Not really. If you just need a Marvel fix, watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But what else did we have that was kind of significant in this beginning? What'd you say? Well, that's where we met Yelena. That's where we met Melina. Melina. I'm going to say it wrong the whole time. Sorry, guys. We've only seen it once. The mother character. That's where we met her. Um, And that's where we met Alexi who is David Harbour's uh, Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. I also want to p- give a shout-out if uh, for any fraternity people out there. David Harbour is actually a, a Sigma Phi Epsilon brother, a Sig Ep. I forget what chapter, but I'm also a part of that fraternity, so it's kind of cool. I can literally call him brother. So, cool shout-out. Cool. And now Louie is breaking the fourth wall by playing us and not muting the audio. Shout-out. I'm trying. Louis, Louis. Oh, it's not working. Why are you doing this right now? I got it. It worked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm going to give it a hard time. I'm sorry. <clears throat> but uh, we... Let's kind of skip ahead here, but we eventually see um, Natasha as well as Yelena get uh, snatched up and get part of that Black Widow program and see kind of what happens. But... Um, they do this montage that I'm going to complain about. This is something I didn't like in the movie, mainly because we've had it so much in this like other show my, uh, my girlfriend and I were watching, Alyssa, um, Cruel Summer, where it's set in the 90s, and so is this. This takes place in 94, or was it 95? 94? 95. 95, thank you. But they do this like, long montage of like training and some other weird just montage clip stuff of like, disasters and bombings and attacks and then like Black Widow Red Room stuff but they play a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit with like a female vocal it's slowed down version it's supposed to be more like epic and dramatic I am so tired of these covers and movies where it's just just get some random female vocalist make it slowed down version of a song and then that's what it is like to me that took me out of the movie and it was overdone it was like Three and a half minutes. It was Nirvana. Nirvana's cool, but I mean, like, <laughs> I get it. It's set in the 90s. You've done this with Captain Marvel. I just, like, yeah. that part also just didn't with, do it for me. Also with Nirvana. There was other bands in the 90s, guys. I know. Like, uh, you know, uh, Foo Fighters. <laughs> but I like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, they're cool. But I wasn't a fan of it. So that was, like, my only, like, biggest gripe of the whole movie, which for... Oh, I've got bigger gripes in the movie, but... But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was telling you about it before we started, and we'll get to it. 
Cool. So once again, our memory is a little faded. So the timeline events probably isn't the best way of doing it. So how about we just keep talking about what we liked? I thoroughly liked this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it was, if I had to compare it to another movie, it was, it gave me a lot of uh, Winter Soldier vibes. Okay, I can see that. Where it was uh, action-packed, had a good crisp story. You know, there was no aliens. There was no crazy mumbo-jumbo. It was person versus organization. Take down the organization. Take down the head person in charge. Mm -hmm. Um, High-octane. There was some funny moments. It was it was really good, I thought. Yeah. I really I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. I also thoroughly enjoyed the movie, but I uh I'm not gonna say that I wasn't like blown away or anything because I wasn't expecting an Avengers level movie, super epic, crazy reveals and everything. Um especially when it came to Taskmaster. But um I thought it was still pretty cool that they were pulling all these different characters into the MCU now that are kind of side, but not like your super well-known uh, heroes and villains. So uh, for that, I, I, I applaud them. But um, I think it was part of a few factors. So I mentioned earlier how I had like jump scares a few times. I think part of it was being in Dolby for the first time in over a year where sound is amplified to the max, especially the bass and subwoofer. But um that being a screen, uh, I mean, being in a movie theater again, and then when there was this one scene where they're literally in a bridge, she's just driving, and then she gets blown up by a rocket with by Taskmaster. I literally leapt up at least a couple inches out of my seat. <laughs> Both me and Alyssa did, and it was pretty funny. That, yeah, that was uh, Taskmaster really brought me back into Spider Man PS4. Yes. Because if you've played Spider-Man PS4, you know that Taskmaster, like, attacks you after you beat the game. Just dips. And, like, you're just doing your thing, swinging through, and all of a sudden you get shot out of the sky. You're like, what the hell was that? Now you're fighting the Taskmaster. It was almost Mm -hmm. exactly the same in the movie. So I I enjoyed that aspect of it, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I had said it yesterday, for what it's worth... Scarlett Johansson or Scarlett Johansson's uh, stunt double gets thrown around like a rag doll all movie. She yeah. does not land gracefully at all. And uh, she's getting blasted 15 feet. She's getting whipped into doors. She's, oh my goodness. And she barely has like any scratches on her or anything. Yeah, well, that's just movie magic. You I know. know, but like even in the MCU, they do a pretty decent job of. Well, she took her shirt off that. and she was all bruised up. Yeah, but I mean, like, she got blown up not once but twice in a move, like a moving vehicle. Yeah, and the only time, like later in the end of the movie, Scarlett Johansson's face is selling tickets, though. That is true. You know, John yeah. Bernthal in The Punisher, his face isn't selling the tickets. But it's they already his, got you there. Yeah, they but, already got your tickets bought but, and in the seat. Yeah, but you you know they want you to see it more than once. They yeah. want you to buy the Blu-ray. They want you to do everything else. They want that 4K Ultra HD. But yeah, they like. Towards the end of the movie, there's a point where she just smashes her face. <laughs> and I thought, like, that was probably the most damage she actually had. Physically appearance, like, bloody nose, busted nose and stuff. And uh, that was kind of funny. But, um, 
Well, we're still on the topic of like good stuff we liked. Um, one thing I've really enjoyed was overall just the chemistry between uh, the, the quote unquote family of our uh, Alexi and Black Widow and Yelena and Melina. Um, even though they weren't truly <laughs> blood or an actual family or anything, it was still really great uh, chemistry between all them and all like that. So um, it was enjoyable. And I like that Natasha keeps calling out like, we are not real. This is not a real family, blah, blah, blah. It's all about family. Richard said that he was kind of let down by uh, Taskmaster in a way because there wasn't enough Taskmaster fighting scenes, mm-hmm. which is fair. But you got to move the move, got to move the movie along at some point. And they wanted you to think Taskmaster was the main villain, but it's really, not. really, spoiler alert: she's not the main villain. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah, but all in all, I I was I was thoroughly impressed with Taskmaster. She was very good at doing the uh the Captain America shield throw and doing all of uh Natasha's movements and stuff like that. So, let's see, like quick recap. So, she copied Black Widow. Um, spoiler. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore, but Taskmaster actually is not a man. It is a female. Yeah. Which we saw revealed, which I saw coming right away. The moment they were, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but anyways, um, Taskmaster is copying Black Widow, copies Hawkeye, copies Black Panther, copies Captain America. Um, is there anyone else? It looks like they probably mimicked it all. Fighting I'm, style or anything. I'm sure she mimicked Red Guardian there at the end. Red when Guardian? They, when okay. they were fighting. So that's about like six or so. Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive. Yeah, she was she was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like Taskmaster. I thought they did a very good job with with Taskmaster. I understand you want more, but you know, I mean, you could. I'd sit there and Louis watch. Sunday. I'd sit there and watch it for ten hours. You know, you're always gonna want more, but it was good. I yeah. liked it. Nice. Um. Let's see what else was pretty darn cool. I mean, yeah, uh, someone pointed out there was a lot of action in this movie. There was a lot of action. And I think overall the pacing was pretty good. There wasn't, like, even, like, in, like, the slower moments, there was still great discussion or, like, good laugh or anything like that. I mean, how when we see, like, Alexi is in that Russian prison or wherever he's at, and he's telling the stories while getting tattooed, and um, he's talking about how he... Um, faced off against Captain America and he gets called out for it. Yeah. How he reacts to just breaking the dude's hand. Are you calling me liar? <laughs> it's like Captain America was still in the ice. Yeah. He's like, what year did you say it was? 1984. What? Do Which, you, of do course, you, 1984. Do you think, do you think he actually fought a version of Captain America? I think he's probably lying, but there's also a chance that maybe he faced off against, um, who is it? Um, Isaiah Bradley. Well, Isaiah Bradley was in jail by 84. Was he? Yeah. Okay, then that would not be Isaiah Bradley. And you could probably tell the difference between the two, but who knows? Maybe, you know, with everything with the multiverse going on right now, it's kind of hard to tell what, what could be fact and fiction. Because he could have gone against Captain America in some weird way. I will watch the shit out of a Red Guardian Disney Plus show. 
just so we're all clear. How do you think they'd bring him back? Because I don't think they would just sign him on for like one movie and that's it. I don't know. They might. They might have just done the one movie thing. Because we're definitely going to get more of Yelena, but Red Guardian has to have some sort of involvement. He was a he was a damn treat. He was awesome. Yeah. He uh What are some of your favorite moments of uh David Harbour as Red Guardian? Oh. I was talking to Greg. You heard I'm sure you heard me when I walked in. Yeah. My favorite point of the movie was was they they all meet up at Melina's house and they're all like eating and then he excuses himself and you hear him like grunting in the bathroom and he oh <laughs> and like what the fuck is how going? many people could relate yeah. in that moment what is going on in there and then he comes out and he's got his red guardian suit on and it's like skin tight and he goes it still fits that cracked me up and then even better when he walks out and says that to everyone um melina is like oh yes it still looks good i haven't washed it since you last wore it and it's like what the yeah but then she also, he also goes uh i forget what the conversation but she's literally with dry humor just goes like you got fat. <laughs> no, no. She, she told him that he got fat. Yeah. He says that you're still as beautiful as the last time I saw you, and you haven't aged a bit. She goes, you got fat. <laughs> I was like, same. But also, there's same. also that moment, too, that was so funny. Is like, I mean, the guy's got no shame. He just literally was like, oh, I've just gotten out of prison. I have so much energy. And she's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, and then the girls are like, ew. I know. I like. Lo- I loved the chemistry between Yelena and Alexi. Mm-hmm. Those two played together very well. You know, talking talking smack. That was funny. That was pretty good. It's good banter. And then she finally tells him just to go away. And then so he like stands up and he starts singing American Pie, which was hilarious in his Russian accent. You know, I did not expect that song out of all songs to be like. Well, you think that's like the most American song that there is. And this is a family full of Russians. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Pretending to be that's American, fair. singing, bye, bye, Miss American, bye. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah, it was it was awesome. Good stuff, good stuff. So he's doing the full Russian thing and just singing American Pie, and then they start singing together. And, uh, oh, I forgot about this. And then... Another funny moment is uh, right after they're singing American Pie, the lights like shoot in through the window and he's like, oh, and he stands up and he gets shot in the chest with a dart. Oh, yeah. He goes, yeah. oh, just one puny dart. <laughs> he literally gets lit, lit up. Like, I don't know, 25 darts and he's just like covered in darts. And he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was a, that was hilarious. That was actually pretty funny. He was awesome. He was. He was truly Incredible. Another funny part too is when um he's finally meeting up and he's with uh was it when they're walking to Melina's house or her farm? Uh he grabs the two girls and he's telling them like how proud he is as a father. He's like, Your ledgers are f- like filled with red blood or whatever. He's like, You have murdered so many people. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. My daughters are the best killers. You are the most dangerous kid assassin that ever lived. And they're just looking at me like yeah, because of you, asshole. And you, you are an Avenger. And, oh, but then he's also asked, like, in, uh, he's asking Natasha, like, so, um, you know, uh, did he ever talk about me? <laughs> it's like, you know, 
Captain America, you ever talk about the Red Guardian? We haven't seen you in 20 years, and you're talking about yourself? Yeah, that was pretty funny. The Red Guardian was awesome. I'm yeah. convinced anybody that's Captain America-esque is awesome. I, I mean, yeah, I've seen a trend here over the last six months, which is fair. He's so cool. Like, I told, I was texting Richard today, and I just, I want a Red Guardian compression shirt so badly. I'm sure it's out there. I haven't seen one yet, but I'm, sh- I'm sure... If someone can find a link to a Red Guardian athletic or compression shirt right now and post it in the comments, you get the next prize. What I was going to say is... um, So, question for Executive everyone here. decision from Devin. There's three more. Yep. Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, and uh, Yelena. Richard is disqualified from this one because he won the last one. Sorry, Rich. So... What I was going to say is, um, answer for a question for the chat and the viewers too. Who would win in a fight? The Hulk. Different fight. <laughs> who would win in a fight? Steve Rogers, Captain America. Him. I don't even care who the next Red person Guardian. is. Red Guardian. And John Walker. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. By a mile. Winning. It wouldn't even be close. Okay. They all have shields, and that's it. Steve Rogers, by a mile, wouldn't even be close. Really? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I'm not convinced. Do you think that Red Guardian beats him? Or do you think John Walker beats him? John Walker ain't beating him because he's a he's not he's not Red, as skilled. Red Guardian I think yeah, I think Red Guardian could take him. But actually, you know, I'm thinking now I'm second guessing. There I don't it know. is. Steve Rogers, hands down, not close. I'm with Louis Tonarini. Brett has sent a link now i have to go check it out to see if it's it looks like a sweater but what do i know hey you know might work but okay um you know what now i'm starting to think about it i feel like it's such a like a cliche answer to say it's steve rogers but it is you know it is cliche it's steve rogers it's not even close i guess okay i'll let that one pass come on man i'll let it red guardian fights for like 10 seconds in this movie and he gets his ass whooped by by taskmaster okay so i guess i'd have to say in his prime before he well, got fat we don't know i don't know what he was like exactly so that's the disney plus series that's the what if episode this is a hoodie this is not a compression shirt he tried so let's talk a little bit more uh, about black widow here so tried and failed I'm, I think we're kind of talking some stuff that's going this way. So we talked a little bit about Taskmaster and like what we liked and what we didn't like. So what are some other things that you weren't a fan of or just didn't like <laughs> hit well with you in this movie? What didn't hit well? Yeah. Be a little closer. Sorry. You're good. Um, all in all, I thought it was a very well done movie. Mm-hmm. Um, little gripes was like why she, I didn't understand why she had blue hair when she was a kid and then like red and blonde hair when she was older. Yeah, kids. I guess that was just like she dyes her hair, whatever. Um at the beginning I was I was pretty upset that Red Guardian was their dad until I figured out that he's not actually their dad, so mm. that doesn't really uh work. Um I was pretty upset that they didn't have 
like a Natasha and Clint in Budapest scene. Mm-hmm. Like they've been setting that up since 2012. And then she just kind of describes it. I'm like, oh, but that was remedied with the post credit scene. Yeah. So that was okay. Um, But my biggest gripe that I heard from Greg, which also I agree with, is uh, at the end, she's standing there and, and Agent Ross is on his way with the whole cavalry. She sends her whole family away. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the family goes away. Agent Ross pulls up and she's just standing there. And then it goes two weeks later and she's standing there talking to <sighs> Hannah told me this guy's name yesterday. I'm going to go with Mason. I don't remember his name, but I don't know if they ever even said his name in the movie. No, Hannah heard it and she was very confident. I believe I'll look it up. Um, she says that's Mason Shit, yeah right. Mason good job Hannah so she's just standing there with Mason she's got the short blonde hair that you see in Infinity War and uh, yeah thank you Richard rumor of a cut scene there but I feel like they just like did Ross see her and be like hey you're free to go. Like, she was just standing there, and they were pulling up. Like, obviously, something happened. Did well, she just vanish? What? Well, I wonder as if maybe she... Ha- maybe she struck a bargain with him, right? I mean, they... Obviously, he's going to be like, what the hell happened here? And she can tell him that she just took down one of the biggest, like, sleeper agent cells in all history because the Black Widow program in the Red Room is all shut down, and the guy behind it um, is now blown to shreds with his uh, glasses popping out like it's the 3D movie. So that's the only thing I can kind of assume is this, she just got like a like you know what you did something good. I'm just gonna let you. I'm gonna give you like a 20 minute head start, right? And just dipped. But excuse me. Um, I feel like a lot of people who've seen the movie have had the same kind of uh gripe per se that they're just kind of like. Yeah, why didn't you just why didn't you just not show it? You know? Or just They could have got it probably did get filmed maybe and they just cut it. Maybe that's uh something that's possible too, but I have a few gripes that I want to share. So one thing <laughs> I did not like <laughs> Oh oh Dan. Danny Danny boy. That's hilarious. Dan says, I found a full I found a site full of Red Guardian merch. I found a site full of Red Guardian merch, but the link didn't work for me either. Just Google Red Tube. It's the first on the page. Um No, thank you. Do not Google Red Tube, guys. It's not Red Guardian merch. It's awesome, but it's not Red Guardian merch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so um one of my biggest cries in the movie is actually with the main villain with Drakoff. Yeah. I didn't care for him. I just keep talking about like the guy who's done it all, who's doing this, doing that, the man behind the curtain, and finally get to face him off, and I just didn't really care. I didn't really care that, like, how he acted, or, um, like, I didn't feel threatened by him. Like, yeah, he has all his crazy power. He's saying, like, he literally is, like, 
the most powerful person in the world because of also pretty messed up just to show you how twisted he is is that he literally just looks on like this is kind of like a theme of like more uh, human trafficking he just uh kind of refers to women as like the number one uh resource out there on the planet because he just farms these girls and turns them into agents and killers and all like that pretty messed up but aside from like that like i like i just like classic mcu villain problem right it just felt kind of surface level not a lot of depth there's no relating to him at all it's just yeah he sucks they're gonna blow him up he's dead one off anyways he's not gonna show up even though you know no body was confirmed because he was like another explosion but well his glasses flew away so yeah. i think that was the confirmation of his dead body yeah but i didn't really care for him um to not personalize it, but to compare it to modern times, mm. I feel like he was similar to that guy. Excuse me, I don't know his name. Harvey Weinstein. No, the guy with the gymnastics team. Oh yeah, that was pretty messed up. So just imagine that that guy is like getting taken down by Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna cheer for that? Like that guy's a piece of shit. No, it's good. It's just garbage like, human being. I didn't care for him. And yeah, you're not supposed to like him. I f- well, no, not like that. I'm just like I don't really care about this. Like any of the stuff going on with him in the movie. Well, you just gotta like fill in the blanks. I guess he was he was just just a shitty dude. Yeah, almost like a Weinstein yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> but I don't know that he was assaulting the women, but he was. You know, he beat him up. He was he he punched Scarlett Johansson in the face like eight times. Yeah, don't punch, don't punch her. But she man, a, but she did make a great comeback, saying how uh, you find out like pheromones is what deterring the the widows from actually like physically assaulting him and harming him. Uh, it's like a safe, like, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah. uh, she literally says like, you know, you're weak, so you're like you're too weak to do what I needed you to do. So she literally just like smashes her face on the table, gets a messed up nose and some nosebleed to like sever her, uh, her nerve. She headbutts the shit out of that table. Yeah. It's hilarious. But she's literally like, it was pretty funny. Like, Oh yeah, you can't even do this. So I have to like do it myself. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't think, I don't think she got her come up enough though. What do you mean? Like she kind of hit him a few times, but then he got away. I was like, oh, oh yeah, because then all the girls show up. Sadness. Yeah. But that that left room for Yelena to get her comeuppance and destroy his plane. His helicopter? His plane? Uh yeah, it was like uh it's almost kinda like a Quinjet. Like a jet? Similar because they had like the propeller function in it too. But did you think when uh she gets on top of that like turbine or the engine? And she goes to stick in like that dual double bladed sword or whatever, and it blows up. Did you think they were literally gonna kill off that character right there? When she, I'm sorry, what was the question? So when Elena is about to destroy the like the turbine, whatever, spinning by sticking yeah. the sword in it, and then you know Natasha's like, no, don't do it, because it almost seems like she's gonna sacrifice herself. I did think they were gonna kill her off. Did you? I did. I thought that was their one way to like say. This is why you don't hear about her mm. after Civil War. She's dead. Yeah. This is why they don't bring her up. But instead, they didn't kill her, and they just 
don't bring her up because reasons. Yeah, that's fair. Like, we see a lot of Natasha after Civil War. Not a lot, but enough and reasons. Yeah. So, um, Richard thought, well, he says it crossed his mind that they were going to kill her off as well. But I, I genuinely thought that she was going to die. Yeah, I kind of thought too. But if it wasn't for like these subtle hints that uh, are kind of not so subtle as well, right? Um, that they're setting up for young Avengers in a way. That I was like, Florence Pugh is a huge actress right now. That um, would be a total waste if they killed her right there. And clearly that wasn't the case because that after credit scene that we see. So um, that's almost like your Black Widow replacement. We already know that um, Haley, I forget her last name, but she's going to be um, in the Hawkeye series coming out later this fall, winter time. Yeah. Um, so she's going to take up like the Hawkeye mantle. And then we also have Isaiah Bradley's uh, grandson, who we saw who could potentially be uh, a hero as well. I don't know. Do you think? Do you, else do you think? Well, there's Wanda's kids and yeah, Miles is. They don't Spider-Man. confirm Miles, but in Spider-Man: Homecoming, Donald Glover, who if you've heard me talk about it, I think he does a terrible job in that movie. <laughs> he says, "Hey, man." I got a nephew out here. So you know that Miles is like around. And also at the Avengers campus at Disney, uh, there's a bunch of graffiti on one of the walls there in the park, and it's signed by Miles. So you, he's coming. You figure Miles is around, but I don't think Contessa Valentino Allegra de Fontaine is. Damn, that's impressive. Yeah, that's her name, man. You got to remember names. I. Uh, that's a lie. I I've I've looked it up so many times. Fold me. I don't think she is assembling the Young Avengers. I don't think John Walker is going to be a Young Avenger. Oh no! But I mean, well, that's a different team. I know, but I I don't think she's just a. I don't think she's making different teams. I think she's just in charge of this one squad. And so far, we've got Yelena and John Walker. Right, but I mean, that would be like the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I mean. Think about it too. I mean, Bucky was bad for a while because of the brainwashing, and then he came back and he was a good guy. Yeah, we've seen it before. Uh, Natasha, she even talked about how she defected and became an Avenger later on. Yeah. So I mean, same thing, Elena. She could be a bad person because that's the narrative she's being fed. That Hawkeye and that after credit scene is the reason why her sister is dead. Right? She's being told that she wasn't on board mirror or anything like that, but. Eventually, they'll probably have some sort of redemption arc where she eventually would team up with these uh, young Avengers. So it's kind of like Thunderbolts and then Young Avengers. These are like the two separate teams that they're setting up for right now. Shout out to Richard, who says Young Avengers slash Dark Avengers slash Thunderbolts. Seems Valentina is making a Dark Avengers. We have Yelena as her Black Widow, U.S. Asian as her Cap. And possibly, well, he says maybe, maybe Abomination as her Hulk. There you go. Bold. So the Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And she's going to be like the uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. One thing I noticed in this movie. But I think they actually had a romantic relationship in the comics. Oh. Yeah, I think they did. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, though, but I think they did. One thing I noticed in this movie, Devin, you must have been heartbroken. No scrolls. No confirmed scrolls. I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, because like, I was talking about, like, our scroll count. Maybe there was scrolls, but they didn't, like, show that they were scrolls. How funny would it have been if it was a scroll who was a ta- it was Taskmaster? 
Nah, that would have been silly. Well, if Scroll, did, scrolls if, have to be like side minor people. I'm just saying it would have been kind of cool if they tried to tie that in though. Instead of uh, being like the programmable chip and everything, it was like a highly advanced like scroll that they took a hold of, and they conceal the Excuse their face me. so they don't see it, but they can still like mimic, and that's how they're like actually to, able to copy everyone's fighting and all like that. Um, that could have been cool. Also, we didn't get them. We didn't get them. You didn't get your Wolverine. Dude, there was no fucking Wolverine. Are there any Wolverine references? We're in getting this? Wolverine eventually, but not yet. Not yet. Uh, I didn't see any Wolverine stuff, but that's okay. Yeah. Also, this movie has been done for like a year. Yeah. It's just been sitting on a shelf at a Marvel Studios for a while. All in all, good ass movie. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out. Yeah. Well, I have them all on Blu-ray, but I'm going to buy this one buy too. Again. Yeah, yeah. I need to start collecting them on Blu-ray 4K. Oh, 4K. This guy. Yeah. You know, when I could eventually get a PS5, you know, uh, I don't know, three years from now when they're available. Sad trombone. I just want the PS5 when Spider-Man 2 comes out. That's all oh, I God, care about. It's so good. So good. Alrighty, so I think we've covered a lot in this episode. It's been a little bit longer since it is a live episode. Um, do you have any final thoughts on Black Widow in this discussion? Final thoughts. Rest in peace, Natasha Romanoff. Rest in peace, Scarlett Johansson leaving the MCU. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to be back. Uh, Richard was talking in the car yesterday that she wasn't, she didn't want to leave. It wasn't her idea, but she's been around since what? 2010? She's been around since Iron Man 2, so she's been one of the longest running. I believe, I believe that's 2010, so that's, you know, 12 years, 11 years. It's big. So it's been a long time. Uh, I think this movie did a, a damn good job by her. You know, they've wanted to do a Black Widow movie for a long time, mm-hmm. and- they just didn't think that she could sell the ticket, whatever. Like, I think this was a good, I think this was good by her. I think they did Black Widow justice with this movie. Nice. Well said. And uh, yeah, not enough Wolverine. <laughs> One day. We'll start the petition. What about you, Dev? Do you have any final thoughts? You know, I enjoyed the movie. I wasn't like blown away or like blood pumping, anything like that. But I mean, I wasn't, that was my expectation going into this movie to have that sort of outcome. Um, to me, I mean, I've said this on earlier episodes too. I was just so excited to finally see the next installment of the MCU in theater after 2020 and what was going on. So um, I had a great time. I loved it. But um, if I had to rank it in between like all the movies, it's probably like uh, like probably in the middle section of like the long list of top one to uh what are we at 24 now 23 sounds about right yeah i'm not gonna so this is like not like uh like very bottom of the list it was still a great movie the soundtrack was great minus the nirvana thing <laughs> thank god it was only just one occurrence but there's plenty of action this is definitely a, like if, if it's on i'm not gonna look away i'm gonna keep watching my only part that i'm a little disappointed with was mainly just like the villains i mean it was, and especially in the timing too, I feel like they could have done more with 
uh, Black Widow and her character if they had movies come out earlier, but I'm not going to complain because I'm still glad we got to see a story for her and connect the dots between Civil War and Infinity War a little more. That was pretty neat. Um, and I think I... I kind of wish they did a little bit... Uh, I wish they did something different with Taskmaster. I was a little disappointed that I was. it was very predictable with uh, it being um, Drakov's daughter. You knew that? The moment they show the daughter and the explosion, I was like, that's Taskmaster. 100%. I, I had no idea. 100%. It was... To I me, thought I was like, she it's was dead. I thought she... I, I was... I was jacked when when they took her helmet off. Really? And I was like, who is this going to be? Like, it's going to be Barton. It's going to be somebody. Who is this going to be? And then they took it off, and I was like, who is that? I have no <laughs> idea who that is. And then they were like, oh, yeah, that's my daughter. And I was like, oh. I know you're basically like. <laughs> but, um, well, it's because Yelena's asking. Natasha's like, oh, did you see a body? And she's like, well, no. And then she talks about how she had to use the daughter to basically uh, f- locate where Drakeoff was at, and the same question gets answered. Oh, d- well, did you find a body? Well, if Drakeoff's alive, odds are his daughter's alive. So that's why I thought it was such an easy, predictable, um, like, foreshadow that it was her. Seems like they're bad at blowing stuff up. Yeah. How are you going to have a whole-ass explosion and not kill the two people in the middle of the explosion? I mean... I don't know. Why was going on? Sound, maybe, maybe, sounds dumb. Sounds dumb. <laughs> I have that soundboard somewhere. <laughs> sounds dumb. We miss you, Casey. I hope he's back in the future. Somewhere. He's not coming back. No. No. What could it have been him just sacrifice instead of Black Widow on Vormir? So <laughs> that would that would be a hell of a uh, now that's post, a twist post credit scene. Um, on a scale from one to ten. I gave it a seven, which I think is respectable. Seven? Seven out of ten. All right, guys. Brett and Richard are disqualified. I have two Funko Pops left. I have Yelena and Shang-Chi. Give me your, uh, on a scale from one to ten, what you thought of the movie in the in the uh, live chat, and I will hit you up for which Funko Pop you are craving from us. What's your rating? Um, I really liked it. I'd say like an eight, eight and a half. Wow. I thought it was really good. I thought it was damn good. Damn good movie. Yeah, dude. I did. I I don't know. It was good. Are you going to try and watch it again this weekend? Like on Disney Plus or anything? Not this weekend. Uh-huh. I'm going to wait for Hannah to come home. Okay. And you know what? Executive decision. The last Funko Pop goes to whoever tells me. How long you get the movie for if you buy it on Disney Plus? Do you just get it? Is that just your movie now? I could tell you that actually. Do you know the answer? Yeah. What is it? When you buy it on Premiere, basically you have it up until the moment that it comes uh, available for all Disney Plus users. So you have it the entire time. So you just have it. You have it indefinitely. All right, Devin, you win a Funko Pop. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Yeah. What fun. What fun we had today. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for bearing with our uh, little technical difficulties. It's been great. I can't wait to heat up this delicious shawarma that's just sitting in the distance over there. I'm I'm ready to eat it. I'm hungry. Um, oh, oh, we're not even close to done. 
No, I'm just kidding. We're almost done. Yeah, we're almost done. Uh, good stuff. Dude, uh, Richard Ed Shwarma. Hey. Richard, where did you get your shawarma from, bro? <laughs> Let me know. Um, we are almost done, but I do have to do a shout out. Oh, thank you. So we uh, pull up the uh, many Instagram trivia questions. No, there was just one trivia question. I think we actually missed one week on accident. Did we? I think we did. Um, I think we missed the Trivia Tuesday for the week of uh, June 30th. I think we missed it. It was what MC role, uh, MCU role did Tom originally uh, audition for, being no, Tom Middleston. we said that. We did it? Yeah. I told you that it would have been more sneaky if you snuck Loki in there to see if people wanted to originally... Mm. See, and then I said, if you voted Doctor Strange, it's a little odd because Doctor Strange doesn't come in until well after Loki's already established. Yeah, that's true. Okay, then I think we're good. Grubhub to PETA land. And we got our shawarma from, I'm going to say it wrong, Al Bawadi. It's on 87th in Harlem here in Great Bridgeview, Chicago. So... Devin, you want to go ahead and read our our uh, trivia trivia question? Yeah. So this was for uh, July 6, twenty twenty one. The question was, uh, "What intergalactic race is Loki?" The options were Frost Giant, which was the correct answer. But we also uh, tried to fool people by saying he was Andarian, Kree, or Terran because he's you know Terrans are humans. Terran is of Earth, and Kree are blue as well. So, um, yeah. But we had a lot of people answer. So, so uh, let's let's do these shout outs. Do you want to go one by one? The Geologican. KA142, or also known as Canon Murdoch. He's Canaan. Canaan Murdoch. <laughs> I don't think he's watching right now. That's okay. Polo71 Marco, my friend Marco, also said Frost Giant. Uh, Jab Frisbee, which is an acronym, but a great brand. And thank you. Callihorn22. Then the. Incredible Emily Sweet Art. G Snide One. Underscore Katie underscore Allie underscore. You're going to do the underscores? I'm not. Mark Abruzzo. Abruzzo? We're Abruzzo. going Abruzzo. Then Cooper Sweetster. 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 Jeff Duckman. Thank you. We'll throw a chat out. Then another band we've uh, played with, Fluorescence Chicago. Check them out. They're awesome dudes. Gerald Smith, 9295. Oh, Campo Custom. Um, Vote Me for God. Richard. Which is Richard. Shout out, Richard. <laughs> You're eating shawarma right now. Jelly. I need you to do the next one. GC Malashevsky. Malashevsky. There we go. That is Greg. Devin the Stone. And Louis underscore Tonnerini, which That's I'm me. sure you can figure out who those people That's are. That's me, you guys. Yeah, so thanks for playing our trivia. Be sure oh. to follow us on Instagram for more Trivia Tuesdays. Yes, and now Louie started the Would You Rather Wednesdays, Marvel edition. I only did three this week. Let me know if you think three is a good enough number, if you want more or less or whatever. But this week was Would You Rather Wednesday. Would you rather eat shawarma with the Avengers or eat chimichangas with Deadpool? And a whopping 73% of people voted for shawarma. I voted changas because I love chimichangas. They're just deep fried burritos. 
but yeah, shawarma. Um, would you rather fly with the Falcon or swing with Spider-Man? I feel like it's a pretty obvious thing. People would rather swing with Spider-Man, but like that's very fall and then hope you grab onto something. I've seen Spider-Man fall a lot of times. I'd rather fly with Falcon. Be honest, it seems more controlled. But 92% of people would rather swing with Spider-Man. Hell yeah, man. I want to swing with Spider-Man. And then finally, would you rather see Black Widow in the theaters or watch Black Widow on Disney Plus? And 87% of people said they'd rather see it in the theater. Uh, Let me know if you liked the Would You Rather Wednesdays. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Keep following us on Instagram. I'm going to try and do the Would You Rather Wednesdays on Facebook, but I am pretty dumb and I will do my best. <laughs> and I appreciate anybody for being here. And I think it's time for us to wrap up. For talking with us all night. Yeah. yeah well, thank you guys again so much. Uh, we had a great time this evening. It was an awesome time. We hope uh, if you haven't seen Black Widow, definitely go check it out, uh, whatever your preferred method is. Um, and let us know what you think. You can get in touch with us by uh, messaging us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, or you can email us at earth894podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll share your feedback, your thoughts, your comments. Just let us know. But yeah. Uh, I want to say a big shout out to Louie too for uh, getting this delicious shawarma that we are about to devour as well as uh, these giveaways and everything. We're going um, hard. We're going hard. And uh, yeah, I think we've done enough talking. Yep. We'll see you guys next week for Loki episode six. The grand finale for the um, series, for the season. We'll find out. Take care, everyone. Bye. a poser. I'm not a poser.